War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 12.06, it's Tuesday, January 3rd. Good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com which is up and running. Folks, also on petro.com you can go in if you ever miss a segment. You just go under radio show and everything is listed there almost in library fashion uh, by date. Now, we also have great merchandise available to shop. I also want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in and watching us. Our live stream noon report that we do on our Facebook live page, John DePietro Show, you can find it. Folks, this portion of our program on this rainy Tuesday, although it's not snow, it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today. Happy New Year to all of their loyal customers at Propane Plus, 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, three generations they're available 24-7 for service and delivery. Online billing schedule service delivery at the click of a button. Free safety inspection for all customers. You can depend on Propane Plus. Residential, commercial, they have a great website. It's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code and boom. They want to provide you with propane here in the new year. Propane Plus. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Folks, good afternoon, one and all. Again, it's 1208. Happy New Year, one and all. Visit the website, dpetro.com. We have some new changes that are going to be coming to it. We have independent stories, uh, unique, original uh, content, exclusive content many times, video can't get anywhere else. It all starts by logging on at dipetro.com, brought to you by the Coincid Inn, 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick. So right now it's 12.08 on this Tuesday. I'm not going to keep saying Happy New Year to, uh, to everybody, but I do want to bring you up to speed on the news of the day. And like many of you, uh, the news of the day, the, the big news is, and like many of you, I was watching it last night. That was, um, <clears throat> it was, it was rough to see. I, I I thought the um I thought the coverage on ESPN I think could have been much better than it was. Uh uh I had to go to Twitter to get a lot of the information as it was as it was happening. You have that going on, you have the situation with Kevin McCarthy struggling to get the Republicans in line. I think that's an embarrassment. For some of the people that are there, they're not interested in governing. They are interested in just being obstructionists. Folks, as a, as a Trump supporter, life is not, you, you can't try to get stuff done acting like you're at a Trump rally where you just want to get applause. And Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and, and some of this crowd, you, you, have to, you have to look at what's available. You know, it's much like, you know, when I would... You know, when you if you've been a parent and you're raising children, it's here's what's on the menu. I often find sometimes like I get annoyed if I go to a restaurant and someone takes a long time ordering and or a takeout menu. But especially if you go to a restaurant and the reason being is because I explain to people, what if you you walk into someone's home 
they say, here's what we're serving. And you sit down, oh, all right, I'll have a little salad. Well, oh, okay, oh, that looks like nice onion soup. Oh, boy, this chicken is delicious, or whatever it is. <clears throat> That's why I go, I get annoyed. If I'm in a restaurant and someone's taking a long time, only because, listen, it's not, unless you're going to the chair, it's not your final meal, just, just pick something. My God, like the ordering should not be a huge deal. Like I said, if you went to someone's home for dinner, that's you serve, they serve what they serve and so forth. So right now on the menu for these people in Washington, it, it's, it's Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy. That's what's on the menu. So this end game, oh, no, never Kevin. And this other, it, it is ludicrous what's happening. But I want to go back to the um, and I recognize it's it's now more of a sports story. The latest. I mean, last night, uh, I thought my opinion, I thought the crew, they were woefully ill prepared for what played out. I get that they didn't expect that to happen. But this is the NFL you're talking about. This is ESPN this is associated with ABC. I thought all the commercial breaks they kept doing, there should have been no commercials. It should have been Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and then bring in, where was a doctor? You know, local doctor, Megan Rainey of Brown University, she was right on the money with a lot of the stuff that she was saying last night. And she wasn't there. You know, there were medical professionals taking to social media and in real time, um, they were, in fact, saying, here's what I think this could have been last night with with what happened. And it turns out that she was right on the money, um, you know, and she right out of the box started breaking down. Here's what I think this could be. And again, she was doing that as uh, an emergency room doctor. Was it Komodo Cordis? Was it an unstable C-spine injury? Unlikely because he got up right away. Was it regular cardiac arrest? Or was it a ruptured aneurysm? Well, it turned out that sounds she was exactly right on the money. Cardiac arrest. My point is, I, I thought uh, ESPN is affiliated with ABC. They had the resources of ABC News. Uh, they could have, they should have, in my, but they should have gone to the field line, online person on the on the field, back up to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck in the booth, then go to ESPN where they had Adam Shifter, uh, the other guy that used to be on Monday Night Football, who just kept telling us to pray. That's not information. This is much bigger than the game. We know that. You're looking for information. Let's go to a commercial. I thought it was embarrassing. I thought, where is, they should have a doctor ready. This went on for an hour. All these commercials. Whopper, whopper, blah, 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 blah. God almighty, terrible. I, listen, I get it. They're not used to a CNN. They're not used to where we have a school shooter on the ground, active. We have a breaking news scenario. They go commercial free. They go into that. So what is the latest? The latest, it sounds like they have, in fact, uh, stabilized him. And anyone that saw it, then they immediately, it was kind of interesting. They decided... The, the Buffalo Bills also put out a statement. He suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit. His heartbeat was restored on the field. And he was transferred for further testing and treatment. But critical condition from that hit. Now, he's not a huge guy. 
and football is violent. It was interesting they chose not to show. Now, I was watching the real time like many of you. Because then people just had to go online to then find the hit. I'm not saying they should have just kept replaying it over and over. Like 9-11, we just kept seeing the planes going into the building. But I could have used a little more of a recap for those that are just tuning in. Um, she also put Megan Rainey, Dr. Rainey Brown, put he has survived. His heart rate, blood pressure are okay if his vital signs are stable. It is normal to sedate and intubate a patient after something like this. Protect them from stress. Give them time to determine the next steps. So obviously, you know, everyone hopes that this uh, player is going to be okay. I don't see any other updates on him, certainly not from the Buffalo Bills. But I, um, I, I don't need Adam Schefter to tell me to pray. I don't need them telling us. It's, we, we know that. But it's, it's also conceivable. People, by the way, some people are putting out, well, you know, I'm not sure whether they're going to play this game. Boom. You know, and then just got pummeled for that. But that's that's people were tuning in to uh, to see the game. And so then when they weren't seeing the game, they were wondering why they weren't seeing the game. I, I get time and place. There's definitely a time and place. Now, I also saw, oh, I also want to just mention, so the NFL, they're, they're denying that they said that they have five minutes. Troy Vincent, they're saying that they don't know where that came from, <laughs> that uh, the whole thing. So um, this whole business, they say it was never an edict for five-minute warm-up period. That somehow, so somehow that comes back to a little bit of a conspiracy controversy with Joe Buck in the court Fox. Now, I saw under national trending, Ken Block, like, wow, Ken Block is trending. But it's it's not Ken Block that has run for governor. It's it's a race car driver, Ken Block. So um, <clears throat> it's not it's not that Ken Block, but that was. Damar Hamlin, right now at 1216, a lot of people are learning. I, I was mentioning last night, they have the expert that gives you the rules expert. And all these people immediately were saying to cancel the game. It really has to come from the commissioner. So, but I, I thought that was interesting to watch last night. Let me just see. Shannon Sharp is trending for some reason. Oh, um, Skip Bayless. He's the one that said, well, you know, it is still an important game. <laughs> uh, let's see. I just wanted to, oh, a confrontation between Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Let me just see what else. Roger Goodell is trending. The NFL is insisting they never said they had five minutes. Whether and how the NFL resumes the bills Bengals game is far secondary to the health of DeMar Halen. Agreed. Roger Goodell has wide discretion under the rule book of when this game would be played. You know, these people saying you should be fired immediately, that that sounds like, you know, they were trying to get accurate information. If it was, he's resting comfortably, he's at the hospital, he's okay, then, then they would maybe resume the game. Cardiac arrest is trending. I just, I, I believe CPR can double to triple the chances of survival from cardiac arrest. Oh, okay. 
break silence after cardiac arrest. Um, I, I believe going forward, I mean, the league may not want to, but they should actually have some kind of a medical expert, I think, that could have put things in perspective last night instead of just telling us to pray and also telling us that the game is secondary. Yeah, we, we know that. We know that. People were looking for accurate information, I think, is a good way to sum that up. Now, the watch continues for Kevin McCarthy. Let me also just see the latest headline. Blow to the heart. Bills play a critical condition collapse on the field. Terrifying moments that stopped NFL cold. What was also different was, like many of you, I have seen, you know, around here at 1218. We remember, if you do, Daryl Stingley. And you've seen different instances. Dennis Bird, where an ambulance comes onto the field. Very rare. It's frightening. Adam Schifter last night. ESPN, I've never seen an ambulance on the field before. That's not true. But the CPR in the field was different. And you could see the reaction from the players that that it was different. So Kevin McCarthy, man who would be speaker, fate decided today. Profanities are flying. I, I don't see how this helps the Republican Party. House Speaker battle, profanities fly, get heated. Lauren Bobart, um... Max Gates, uh, Matt Gates, and members of the House Freedom Caucus. I, I'm just trying to determine, you know, then, then what's the end game here? Same thing with this House Freedom Caucus chairman, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. Again, free country. That's going to be up to Kevin McCarthy to get them. But we, where does this go from here? Like, what's what's the real win here? What's... Where is this leading is, is my question with the people that are holding out. Folks, right now it's 1220. It is Tuesday. It's January 3rd. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, listen, it's a new year. Why not make sure your finances are in order and get a free consultation with Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisor. Call them today. Set up a free consultation at 401-434-1510. Maybe you've put it off. Maybe you've said, well, you know, after the holidays, I want to look at my finances. Well, the holidays, tragically or sadly, no, I've come to an end. And again, Happy New Year, one and all. Folks, call Tom Bryan today. Set up a free consultation at Merrill Price Financial, 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Tom Bryan, true to the vision, puts you first. And this is any type of planning, by the way. Maybe there's a large purchase you're thinking of making. I know of one person that thinking of selling one home and they want to move permanently into their other home. Whatever it may be, major purchase planning. Maybe it is your, maybe you're thinking of going back to work. And you're retired, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call today, 401-434-1510, 401-434-1510, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Well, folks, good afternoon, 1221 on this Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's a big day. Governor McKee is being sworn in. At the convention center, he wanted to. He begins his first term and also condolences go out. Former Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Allman has passed away at age 86. He was, um, he, what will he be remembered for? No scandal. It was a time he was brought in 
that police wanted someone to take over. Um, this was after the credit union crisis. He was the first one. He got a four-year term, then a second four-year term as far as Lincoln Allman. And um, he he also went, th- went over through a very high-profile battle with prostate cancer, as a matter of fact. But elected governor in 1994, uh, he tried in 1978. And then you had the whirlwind of Bruce Sunland and some of the corruption, former governor, two state Supreme Court justices. So he um, he was pretty low key, to put it mildly. He defeated, of course, Murth York in 98. Um, and and then, you know, after his eight years, then you had Don Kachiri for eight years. Alman, as U.S. attorney. He went after uh, Patriarca, and Almond then defeated Congressman Ron Meekley, who I saw a short time ago, by the way, former congressman, also a very successful president at Bryant, and then went on to uh, win the general. But he, um, following surgery for prostate cancer, 2001, that's right. So pretty, uh, pretty low key. Low key, but definitely you didn't have the type of uh, corruption and insider deals that that you have right now. That's that's for sure. That much is true. It's also a big day. Massachusetts has a new governor. So, folks, you have a new mayor of Providence. You have Governor McKee finally sworn in, gets his inauguration. You know, he was kind of criticized Governor McKee for doing it inside, but it is a lousy day outside with the rain. So with the rain and the cold, uh, that's that's his decision. Maybe he figured you're also now Governor-elect Maura Healy. Um, so you and also Lieutenant Governor-elect Kim Driscoll. So you have them in office. But I I think you know everything. Seth Magaziner sworn in should not be there. That was Mayor Fung one then, as a matter of fact, <laughs> on day of voting. Although uh, Magaziner now gets to fulfill the term. So, but folks, that's. It is. Uh, it, it's. It's good. It's. Um, we also have a new mayor, Johnston. How about that, Policina? Mayor Policina's son takes over. So it is interesting. The <laughs> residents of Johnston tend to have decided to stay with a Policina as as their mayor on this Tuesday, January third. So we have some some new leadership coming in, and and I think also uh, potentially this is going to be a challenging year. Langevin is finally out of office. So I like the journal. Only quadriplegic in Congress wraps up career. And then now he's he's trying to um, strong arm his way into run Rhode Island College, even though he's not qualified for it. Providence City Council, most diverse Providence City Council ever sworn in. This is Providence Journal now with queer female leader. That's the headline in the Providence Journal. So that's the headline that they have. <clears throat> Listen, I think uh, Mayor Smiley, I think a lot of people are going to feel anything is a step up from anything is a step up from Lincoln Allman. Uh, excuse me. Anything's a step up from Mayor Lorza. Anything is a step up from Mayor Lorza. So Mayor Lorza, for a lot of people, was uh, without question. Um, 
without question was in some way, you know, just like a detriment to trying to get things done. So I also disagree. I just saw a headline, Governor McKee sworn in with a mandate. I, I don't I don't believe that. I still come back to that Governor McKee, don't forget, lost on primary day to Helena folks. Governor McKee got into office because deals he cut with special interests gave him enough mail ballots to get him over the threshold to to win that primary. Even though Helena Folks, former head of CBS, she won day of voting without question. Now, folks, we have some mild uh, temperatures right now. Although later in the week, it is going to start to get colder. And as a matter of fact, it's, um, let me just check right now. This, this, <clears throat> this rain is, is actually, there's a lot of it, but it's nice. I mean, you're looking at 47 degrees. It's even going to get warmer as the afternoon goes on. And then how about tomorrow's going to be close to 60 degrees? I will take this any day. And then we have some other milder temperatures as the uh, the week continues. But listen, you still need to heat your home and your business. That's why, why not pick up the phone and call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500, Matthews Oil Company, four generations. They make it easy to keep your home or business comfortable and safe. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. Premier deal in Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. And remember, 24-hour emergency service, plus, plus, they have various payment plans. If you're in a budget, call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 1228 on this rainy Tuesday. Now, good thing it's a short week. Listen, I I view this week, just so we're all clear, I view this week as like one of the toughest weeks of the year. Just because you're coming off the holidays, it's it's dreary out and rainy. But at the same time, we, we have a tremendous amount of news with all these new political leaders that are taking. And hopefully... Hopefully, we're going to see Kevin McCarthy as the speaker. Although right now, Kevin McCarthy is having a very difficult time trying to get these members of the Freedom Caucus on board. And even the New York Post is calling out Lauren Bobart, Matt Gates, and some of these members of the uh, the Freedom Caucus. I'm looking right now a quote. I'm not going away. McCarthy tells Republicans as speaker vote nears. Representative Kevin McCarthy must win a majority of those present voted to become speaker, leaving little room for Republican deflections. I earn this job. So, you know, he is attempting to fight. George Santos has come into Washington. (laughs) He's the representative who uh, certainly embellished his resume a little bit. How about this? NFL faces new injury crisis with Hamlin collapse. Pro football has never been more popular, but the collapse of DeMar Hamlin during a primetime game was a reminder of the sport's inherent risks. Listen, it is a violent sport, and many times people have no idea just how violent it is. 
and how difficult it is. Now, let me just read this. Who are the Republicans opposing Kevin McCarthy for speaker? I come back to what's on the menu. What's on the menu? Remember Rick Pitino? Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. Larry Bird is not walking through that door. Kevin McHale fans is not walking through that door. And if they did, they'd be old. And they would be, you know, uh, you know, uh, slow. So, well, the, the same thing goes on with who are the ringleaders of this? Five lawmakers. You have... Matt Gates of Florida, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Freedom Caucus chair, the most vocal, but they were big Trump allies. See, they got, he would have them on stage. They got a little bit of notoriety, a little popularity, and I think it's kind of gone to the head. The group also includes Matt Rosendale of Montana, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, Bob Good of Virginia, Norman, an ultra conservative lawmaker. Wrote to Meadows, Trump's chief of staff, days before the inauguration, advising him urge Trump invoke martial law. Now, listen, all of that stuff sounds good at a Trump rally. This is real life, right? You're not having dinner with Mike Lindell. Um, then you have Bob Good of Virginia, self-described biblical conservative, former administrator at Liberty University. He mounted the challenge, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I understand hardliners. But then, then you have, like, they're, they're, not, um, they're not dealing in reality. The incoming freshman, Anna Loon of Florida, Eli Crane of Arizona, Andy Ogles of Tennessee, have all signed on indicating they're unsatisfied with Kevin McCarthy. So Crane, a former member of the SEALs, has styled himself the image of Trump campaigning as America first candidate, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, take a stand against cancel culture. I, I um, Ogle's former mayor called for the impeachment of Biden and Harris. I get that. I get it all sounds good. Gets everybody cheering. I Fully understand that, you know, you say that at a at a rally and 10,000 people cheer. Now, now we're talking about, let's try to get some things done. Let me just read this story about the NFL was facing one of the worst crises in decades. As Buffalo Bills defender DeMar Hamlin remained in critical condition. After collapsing during a primetime game in Cincinnati, raising fresh questions about ever-present serious injury in America's biggest sport. Collapsed in the first quarter. Highly anticipated matchup with the Bengals, forcing the league to suspend the game. As Hamlin lay on the field motionless, many of his teammates in tears nearby, doctors pumped his heart in a sudden hush stadium. After Hamlin's heartbeat was restored and he was taken off the field by ambulance, the coaches conferred with Sean Smith, the head referee, and the players walked in the locker room. 30 minutes later, the league formally postponed the game. The Bills later flew back to Buffalo. A dark turn was reminding the NFL has become America's most popular league. Always present risk of injury. It is. It's a violent sport. I don't think people have any idea how violent it is. They just don't. With the regular season winding down, the league has seen a high number of close contests, jaw-dropping plays. <laughs> it's true. 
but the NFL flipped to a primetime nightmare that overtook a national showcase between two championship contenders. I think Cincinnati were on their way. I still think cardiac arrest was no torn knee or busted ankle. It was potentially life-ending, the most frightening type of injury in a sport built on frightening collisions. Damar Hamlin. The reaction from fans and football veterans was swift, predictable, and confusing. There were expressions of support. Sensing the gravity of the situation, many NFL teams sent well wishes to Hamlin on Twitter. Millions were donated overnight to a fundraiser. Hamlin set up to pay for toys at a daycare center run by his mother. At the same time, television viewers heard Joe Buck, ESPN's pay-by-play broadcast, say the players, just before they returned to the locker room, were told they would have five minutes to get ready to play again. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow could be seen tossing a football. All of that is true. That's the word we get from the league and the word we get from down on the field, but nobody's moving, Buck said. In a news conference three hours later, the NFL denied there was any consideration of restarting the game. (laughs) The Joe Buck thing, that controversy, my son predicted, he's like, that five-minute thing, you watch. Immediately, my player hat went on, Troy Vidson, said to reporters, how do you resume play after you've seen a traumatic event occur? And that's the way we were thinking about it. Whatever the truth, football fans, even former star players, once again, ask them whether the game they enjoy is worth the risk. Ryan Clark, a former hard-hitting defensive back, who's now an analyst on ESPN, said many players fool themselves into thinking they're modern-day gladiators when, in fact, they're highly paid entertainers smashing their bodies for a living. We use these cliches, going to war, give it all, willing to die, he wrote on Twitter. It's all talk. It's a game. It's a game. You never suit up and and think you're not going to make it home. Uh, Hamlin's collapse was far the only reminder of football's next-man-up culture. In a league where the lack of guaranteed contracts incentivizes players to return to action as soon as possible. Indeed, Hamlin has joined the Bills starting lineup September as a replacement for another safety, who been out with a neck injury. On Sunday, Colt quarterback Nick Foles left a game after he'd been sacked by the Giants linebacker, who celebrated the hit as Foles appeared to convulse on the field. Nick Foles was carted off but was listed with a rib injury. Also on Sunday, Philadelphia Eagle defensive end Josh Sweat left the field in a cart, trying to make a head-first tackle against New Orleans. Stayed on the ground face down for several minutes, raised his arm to the crowd as he left the field. He later vowed on Twitter return this season. In September, Bills cornerback Dane Jackson injured his neck and was immobilized, transported in an ambulance to a hospital in Buffalo. He was released from the hospital the next day, returned to play in October. And then you have the Miami Dolphin quarterback, Tua, taken to the hospital, slamming his head against the turf in a game against the Bengals. He immediately raised his hand and fingers were splayed, a gesture called a fencing response that could be a sign of brain injury. Concussion Highland investigation began because the Dolphins responded after he appeared to be concussed in a game against the Bills. He was again diagnosed concussion, being sacked Christmas Day against the Packers. Injuries, even death, is not uncommon in football. Every year, a handful of high school football players die, some from heat strokes, some from broken necks. But it's still the most popular sport among boys. So the league takes pains to remain fa- remind fans 
It's using it to make the game safer, take the head out of the game. Tackle football, players crashing in and one of the, well, that was cardiac arrest to his chest. Now, I think it's also uh, what I take from this article, other than the Joe Buck thing, which is uh, problematic. But as he lay on the field motionless, doctors pumped his heart in a suddenly hushed stadium. Boy, that's a, you know, ABC, ESPN, excuse me, folks, at 1238. They definitely kept a distance last night. And I'm not saying they should have done anything differently, by the way. But they, that part we didn't see. They may have had a shot of it. They may have had a camera angle on that. But. They chose not to. But normally when you're watching the game, like many of you, at 1239, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 909.9 FM. It is a next man up. One player is helped off the field, and then the next one is brought right on. That's not kind of what happens. That is exactly what happens. In this particular situation, that hit. He's, he's not a huge guy. He's a safety. That was not a head injury. That was uh, to his heart. So um, I just want to continue to check. Um, of everything. That has been uh, happening regarding that story. And again, listen, good luck to Governor McKee, who, you know, obviously this is his big day, inauguration. And this whole business of we're just getting started. Well, we're going to we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I'm also seeing Skip Bayless is now apologizing for insensitive tweet related to the collapse. He was he was um, he was trending last night, Skip Bayless. So I'm still wrecked. Insensitive tweet about the collapse. As co-host and ex-NFL player Shannon Sharp is absent from Tuesday's episode. Groveling apology. Notably absent. Allow me to say up front, I apologize. I saw his tweet last night in real time. Um, He's the guy, and people were just going after him big time, that he tweeted out that this whole business of, well, they still have to figure out. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And people just went after him. So he's now apologizing last night um, for for that, which is obviously, folks, the uh, <laughs> the big story. Wow, that was uh, it was very dramatic. I'm just telling you, I still think I know that it was breaking news and. I was watching it with some individuals that were kind of using a little bit of the end, the um, the either or. 
is if it had to be, you know, like, oh, what do you want? Someone doing a play-by-play and whether he's living or not? No, but things had shifted out of the game. I was, I was surprised ESPN that they weren't better prepared to, and, and, and let me just back up for a second. Let's just say CNN, for, for instance. CNN for years, one of the reasons they were so good is, and for breaking news, is when something happened, boom, they had, let's just say a, a plane went down. They had aviation experts that they could get in a moment's notice on the air. They had pilots they could get on the air. They had lines of communication and people that could fill in as the story was coming. It's You don't know exactly where it is going. Where I am surprised is ESPN, with all their resources, and the fact that they're affiliated with ABC News, that they didn't have more people available and immediately went into, okay, this is a breaking news situation. We're not going to go to commercial. We're going to, you shift it around and, and tell people with, with, what you, with what you know. I'm not saying you speculate. I'm not saying um, you go over the top of it. But I just think there could have been more information than, than we were getting. Folks, this portion of the program, you know, health is so important on this Tuesday. And it's brought to you by It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. Happy New Year from Marie at It's My Health. Now, she's open right now. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Right now, it's 1243 on this Tuesday, January 3rd. You can pop by It's My Health. Vitamin, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, ice, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp, and CBD products. Folks, it's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Happy New Year, everyone, from Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380. And 99.9 FM. Just a reminder, if you're in any type of situation where you're in an emergency situation, folks, remember at Med Urgent Care, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic and treatment services. Cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. It's at Med Urgent Care. The next time you have an emergency, whether it's walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, influenza injections, maybe if you're in a car accident, many times the emergency rooms, they won't even take you anymore just to get checked over because they're so backlogged. Instead, Make sure you go to AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 1245 on this Tuesday, January 3rd. It's a rainy Tuesday, but it's better than snow. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 
And again, congratulations, Governor-elect Maury Healy sworn in. Now we have Governor McKee, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Also glad for the governor. He was taking a little bit of flack, the fact that he decided to do his inauguration inside at the convention center instead of being outside. Helena folks even said, you know, uh, we're hardy. We should do it outside. Well, it's not that enjoyable in the rain. And also, Governor McKee's uh, mom is apparently front row at the inauguration uh, inside at at the convention center. So, um, but folks, I, I think it's it's going to be a um, it's going to be a difficult. It's just going to be a difficult year. Governor McKee, three goals, raising income, improving education, making Rhode Islanders healthy. <sighs> Nothing about trying to get more private sector jobs. It's, it's really too bad. Uh, reducing illness, improving health outcomes. Well, you have an epidemic of drunk driving. You are legalizing drugs. Uh, the smell of cannabis is just everywhere now. And I, I notice it's, it's just such a business unfriendly tone. I don't know if anyone else is realizing this. This business, uh, we want to reach the education levels of Massachusetts by 2030. It's, it's like not even close. I don't even think that's realistic. Um, I mean, it would. It's nice to dream about that, but I'm not sure that that is. Um, I'm not sure if that is in any way r- realistic. What what is is missing? And I don't even need to hear Governor McKee's inauguration speech and so forth. But this business, we have an opportunity to build a new Rhode Island. I'm asking you to join the team. It is um, he is controlled by the special interest. That is the deal that he, in fact, um, that is the deal that he he cut to uh, to get elected. And, you know, all these IOUs are going to come due. And as a matter of fact, it's the soccer stadium and the Superman building, the the amount of individuals, I, I don't see how, what I don't hear is Governor McKee talking about, we want the state to be business friendly. You know, I don't know how long we've heard people say, and let people know where we're open for business. That's fading. You know, something else that no one's talking about is that the census shows that we're losing population. They, 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 that was fabricated, in essence. They counted illegals in order to hold on to the congressional seat. But what I view for this new year, and folks, and again, good afternoon at 1249. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 13. It's Tuesday, January 3rd. At 1249 and AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, to where if you'd like, we have great merchandise for the show in the shop. 
And then uh, we have a lot of updates coming up on the website a little bit later. But what I, I don't, um, but what you don't hear is Governor McKee made the promises. That soccer stadium is a very expensive promise. And the taxpayers are on the hook for it. And the price tag's going to go up. And that Superman building, that's a very expensive promise. He's got two people. Um, he's got the special interest and they really have the screws into him. And, and I'm anxious to see if he, in fact, can start to try to govern with having those people, you know, all over him. I'm, I'm just, I'm not convinced of it, as a matter of fact. I'm not convinced because there's so much built in. Our system right now is so, excuse me, built in, God bless me, to where the special interests control it. And it's about adding more jobs and more jobs. I'm anxious to see. But I I believe the opportunity that that the state had, if the voters really had their way, if the voters had gotten their way, Helena Folks would be being sworn in today as governor, and Aaron Gukian would be sworn in as lieutenant governor, and Alan Fung would be in Washington being sworn into Congress. If the voters had gotten their way, I know people say people just keep voting for the same people. That's not accurate. Our election system right now, because of the early voting and because of all this ballot harvesting, it's it's a rigged game. It is a completely rigged game. And you're seeing the outcome of how it falls out. There's no balance. There's no one at the state house who's there for business. There's no one, as I, you know, in 2015, brand new Governor Gina Raimondo tried to make a play to lure GE to come to Rhode Island. GE said they were tired of Connecticut, they were tired with all the high business taxes, and they were leaving. And Raimondo pitched it. Now, they weren't successful, but it got in line and it set the tone. They were going to try to compete to lure businesses in. You don't even hear that with Governor McKee. He has given up. He's not trying that. All they talk about is adding more state jobs, adding more union jobs. Uh, enabling and strengthening the unions to target and go after businesses. And I know for a fact, then, then you had a succession of, of other businesses, in fact, that Raimondo, you know, was trying to lure PayPal in and some other businesses. And you don't get any of that with with the McKee administration. I mean, not even close. So, folks, it's a new year. And if you want to get in shape, remember, visit the website, depetro.com. One of the ways that you can get in shape is with Burke's Martial Arts. Jake Burke, he is the real deal. He is like special forces, whether it's self-defense, fitness, martial arts, or kickboxing. Jake Burke, make that your New Year's resolution to be fit and also the ability to defend yourself. Burke's Martial Arts. There's a link on the website, dipetro.com, and learn more about some of the different classes, whether it's fitness, self-defense, martial arts, or kickboxing. Burke's Martial Arts. Jake is the real deal. You're going to hear a lot more about him uh, in this month of January. So at 1253, folks, we do want to 
monitor um, the news. And you're listening, uh, folks, to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, later, we will be doing Facebook Live, folks. You can um, check that out later. We also have some, let me just check. I think we have to uh, update some of the editions of Cranston PD Live. We do, as a matter of fact. Okay, so we have seven up. We have got to get the New Year's Eve edition up. And then there have been some other uh, stories as well. But check out the website, depetro.com. Now, I want to just check out at 1254 the drama. This, this, is, um, this is rotten what is going on with Kevin McCarthy uh, because this, um, okay. Um, let's see, right now, happening now. The vote for Speaker of the House has begun. Call the names of all 434 members. If he fails to achieve 218, it'll be the first such failure in a century. (sighs) Well, that's interesting. Okay, so we have some older people that are there. Governor McKee, we're going to continue the momentum we've built. Raise incomes for all Rhode Islanders. We're going to improve our health. Safe injection sites. Uh, cannabis is legal. Education outcomes. He was endorsed by the teachers union. Raise income for our Rhode Islanders. Does that mean state workers are all going to get raises? Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about. I'm seeing some other things. Funny how the Democrats, even as they enter the minority, seem much happier today than the Republicans. Uh, the speaker vote is about to begin. How difficult this will be for McCarthy. He received a standing ovation. These members did not applaud from uh, this person's vantage point. Reps Miller, Bishop, Perry, Roy, Lauren Bobart, Norman, Cloud, and Burchett. That's more than five. Uh, you're not going to win. Can't overstate the stark contrast on the floor. As they nominated leader Jeffries for speaker, Democrat members are giving him repeated standing ovations. Pelosi is proudly beaming as a regular member in the chamber. Folks, this is a run-up. You're not going to win the White House if, in fact... The, the, this group, the Freedom Caucus, is going to stand in the way of Kevin McCarthy. Now, also, I'm seeing spotted Mick Mulvaney, Jim Jordan, McCarthy, ally pollster Frank Lutz off the House floor. So it's certainly going to be a. Um, I, we don't know, obviously, what's going to happen with Kevin McCarthy, but. Uh, hmm. Okay, so you have some people that want Banks or Jordan. This could drag on for a while. Um, Representative Dan Bishop votes for Andy Biggs for Speaker. Bobart votes for Jim Jordan. Already three strikes from McCarthy. He can absorb four so far on the first ballot. Maybe they just want to make a statement. This sounds like it could drag out for a little while. Four Republicans have voted for someone other than Kevin McCarthy. Hmm. Bobart votes for Jim Jordan. Uh, 
Josh Breeden of Oklahoma Vokes Jim Banks. That doesn't sound good. Um, it, it's not Andy Biggs votes for himself. I mean, that is just ludicrous. What is the point of that? Wow. Not a good look for the Republican Party. Marjorie Taylor Greene is openly attacking Matt Gates, Lauren Bobart, and others over the speaker vote. Hmm. She, um, let me hear. That was all about the gay marriage bill. He didn't. He he refused to vote against it. He voted for it. Then when it came back around, I mean, none of this is positive. I have no joy in talking about how this. Um, lots of people have said when they got down to it on the House floor, the Never Kevin's would back down could be bought. Doesn't look like it. With more surprising votes against McCarthy. Than expected, like Dan Bishop of North Carolina voting for Andy Biggs. Hmm. Uh, all right, let, let me just check the clock. Folks, it's 12.59. We will be doing Facebook Live later. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. A lot more ahead of the John DePietro show on the other side. So stay tuned. Right now at 12.59. Again, uh, it is Tuesday, January 3rd. We have drama playing out in Washington. Another full hour to go. Be back on the other side after the one o'clock news right here on the John DePietro Show. Mm-hmm.